welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. And I'm Jai. Hi. Hey, what's up? Oh my gosh, I am excited to talk about Almost Famous from 2000. Well, I- I'm more excited than you are because you've never seen this film before. I have never seen it until this morning. And so for once, I'm... You you haven't seen a film that I have and I loved and I watched it like a million times. So yeah, this is. I feel cool. like that's normally me, like watching films that that are old that you know I, I've never seen. Yeah, so, no, that's true. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited. Directed and written by Cameron Crowe, essentially like kind of autobiographical. Mm-hmm. It seems from what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, which is so cool because obviously Cameron Crowe uh, wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High, another film that is not a fast forward, but I may have to sneak in because I believe you have not seen Jai, have you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we right. need to watch that. That is like Sean Penn's role, like as oh. Jeff like it, And it's also directed by Amy Heckerling, who also later directed Clueless about 10 years after it so it's an amazing high school film so many famous people are in it but anyway he wrote that i think about kind of his high school experience and then now this is like his experience traveling with the almond brothers i think yeah with a few other brands like i think yeah like put together inspired by like I guess he's taking segments or just been inspired by like all his experiences traveling with bands. Yeah, um, it's super cool. It's really cool. I love super that. Super cool. And he also did singles, which we reviewed. Yeah. Um. So that's another one. Say Anything. Have you seen Say Anything with John Cusack? I haven't. Oh, okay. That's like a classic 80s film. Um. You've probably seen him like with the car. Uh, he's like outside the car with a boombox over his head, like playing to the girl in the house. I've seen, yeah, so my yeah, that's say like, anything. Giving me a hard time the other day because he, he was like, You haven't seen this film, you will love this film. I'm like, Nah, and he's like, Can I play a trailer? I'm like, Okay, and I was like, Nah, which one was it? <laughs> that one, say yeah, anything. okay. Now, I have a thing, I do not like saying anything. That, that was okay, my cool. that was gonna be my next statement was that I do like Cameron Crowe kind of uh, mostly, but say anything is one of those films that I did not, it did not resonate with it. Like too cheesy, like not really. It's very guy. I feel like a lot of guys like it. I think guys identify it with with it more than girls because it totally has that vibe. But um, he also reminds me of like John Hughes, the guy who directed like Ferris Bueller, um, Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Six Candles. Like, like he reminds me of like that kind of director too from like the 80s, like, Mm. like youth and stuff. So this is cool. I'm, I'm really glad I got to watch it. I have a, a huge note and my first impressions first time seeing it <laughs> exclamation point i know this is going to be so refreshing because i actually do not know anyone who had some watch days that i had a conversation about yeah i've never talked about it with my other friends i i guess they've seen it i mean i haven't even talked about it so yeah no i've never talked about it so i'm excited to like i know it's a big cult classic like i see photos on the internet a lot i i I know penny lane like i know about it but i just only seen like snitches of it so i've never actually like watched it so well i want to hear your first thoughts my first thoughts is i thought it was cool i thought it was really cool i really it gave me kind of like a freaks and geeks vibe a little bit just because of that like late 70s kind of soundtrack or like 70s classic rock soundtrack uh i do love films about music so just in general so I like this I think it I think it was really cool I'm glad I watched it Uh, I originally think I didn't watch it because I wasn't the biggest fan of Kate Hudson uh just like her acting in general like she's okay she's just like in the middle for me so I was just kind of like not jumping to to go for it um I'm excited because we're going to get to like who else was considered because I still am not a fan of Kate Hudson in this film um after seeing it I just I I think of other actresses that I I don't know I I would have liked to seen do it maybe just to see another option but but yeah I'm still not a huge fan of hers in this and I do I love Patrick Fugit he's in this movie called Spun which is so fucking Mm. insane it's like this weird acid trip it's about like a bunch of meth heads Brittany Murphy's in it Mickey Rourke John Leguizamo Mina Savari everyone it's like I have it on DVD it's one of my favorite films it might be on Prime it's on Prime sometimes it's like the most fucking insane film like Billy Corgan does the score uh, oh. We should review it. Yeah, Jonas Ackerlund, the Swedish guy, directed it. it. I never watched. Oh, it. dude, it's so it's fun. It's okay. fun. Yeah. Patrick yeah, Fugit's in that. So I and he's like this crazy drug addict. So it's so weird to see him as this like baby, like like young guy. 
um, which is cool. But yeah, I really liked it. I I enjoyed it, and I, I love the music. Billy Crudup is a weird one. I know about like he had a big scandal where he left like his girlfriend nine months pregnant oh, and I'm cheated like, on her, and it was like yeah. kind of a scandal like in real life. So like it, every time like I see- a few weird people. Yeah, every time I see him, that's what I think about. So like yeah. it's kind of weird. I don't find him like charming or anything. I yeah. love Jason Lee. Yeah. Love Jason yeah, Lee. Have right. you ever seen Mall Rats? That's that's on the list. It's a Kevin Smith movie. But right. it's like Jason London and Jason Lee. Oh my god, it's it, he has very much the same personality. I think like that's this, kind of him in real life. Yeah, 90s skater. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like big in the skate scene in uh, Southern California too. Oh, it's it's so crazy. Yeah, but I I like it. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you like yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought Great. it was cool. That's that makes me very happy. I feel like we can we can get on with our friendship after. <laughs> now that I haven't like talked shit about it. <laughs> what if I was like, this was crap. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> no, I thought it was cool. I, I want to watch it again for sure. Cool. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I've now that seen, I know like the story. I've seen this movie so many times. Like Really? Yeah. Loads. I, I watched it when it came out. Oh, in 2000. Yeah, because we were like Mm -hmm. old. Yeah, we were like old. My sister. I don't really know if there were any friends there with us, but I watched it with her. We were really close at the time. We did everything together. And um, we, yeah, I mean, this is also one of those movies that I watch on planes a lot. You know, know, like long flights, you watch Mm -hmm. two movies that are new. That are just like brand like for some reason they always have like really new films on planes and then a lot of oldies and that yeah oh, this is one of those um it's definitely like a feel good movie with a great soundtrack great and it really you know what it is about this film that it makes me dream about a past life that I'm sure I had I know I wish I and had this life it's like can I just pack my bags and be transported to the 70s like, like music and fashion were so exciting and like, i take the 80s too well yeah everything because if, if we were like 16 in the 60s then we would have been like we would have been able to enjoy the 60s 70s and the 80s and 90s and like. 90s <laughs> and yeah. now and now too uh yeah i just um I just love this film. I feel like the fact that it's sort of semi-autobiographical like makes it even cooler, you know? I know, it's so cool. The guy, I mean, yeah, like I think it's not all like someone just writing like a story. It's like someone who was pretty clued up with the with that world at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's super cool. This reminds me of the film Rockstar. Have you ever seen that? With Who's Mark it? Wahlberg and Jennifer Aniston. Where he's like, no. Mark Wahlberg's like the lead singer of this like like 80s cover band and he's like really good and, and Jennifer Aniston's his girlfriend and then like the real band actually gets him to be the singer. So he like goes on tour with the real band and he becomes famous and like leaves his old band. And it's very much like this kind of on the road movie of like a band, no, you know? I've, I've the trailer. It's just yeah, like, it's kind of silly. <laughs> but it it's weird silly. that it's, I yeah, it. it looks really silly, but yeah, it's weird that that's Mark Wahlberg. But it reminds me of that too, where you see like on the road, you know, like hotels and like, you know, groupies and like the whole, that whole vibe. Same yeah. with the uh, Motley Crue. Oh movie. yeah. That was yeah. Cool. That was cool, dude. I'm waiting for a Guns N' Roses one. What was it called? Something like... The Dirt. The Dirt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The Dirt. I keep seeing it on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, I should watch that again. Because it was pretty cool. I liked it. I'd I'd even go to, like, Sunset Strip 80s LA. Like, I I would like to do 60s, 70s, but I would go Sunset Strip. Yeah, totally. I feel like that would be kind of rad. And Guns N' Roses time. It'd be pretty cool. Oh, that, I mean, that has to happen. I'm just, <laughs> write to someone in, in the industry, Lauren. Just tell them to make it. I know. I Well, I think it's probably the guys and maybe Axel, because whoever owns the name, like, they have to be able to use the likeness. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably That's probably what it depends on. But, yeah. Oh, I also have a note that three months ago, Rolling Stone did a roundtable with the cast. It's on YouTube. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't watch it, but it's, it's like an hour. But if, you know, if, if you want to watch it, yeah, it's, it's on there. So that's pretty cool. I think it's like, it's been 20 years. So that's cool that we're doing that because it's 2000. Oh, yeah, it came out in 2000, of course, yeah. Yeah, well, so the 20th anniversary. Yeah. 
So it's it's super cool. I love that now we're even more removed from the 70s. Oh my god. From when it, it came out, it was already 20 some years and now it's like 40 or 50. That's it's insane. Almost. Yeah, it's insane. That's that's so far away. It's yeah. it's really crazy. But I mean the 90s was all about the 70s, which is so interesting cuz like that's oh. what happens every 20 years. Yeah happens but this is what I mean back then now everything is recycled everything is like an idea that's been done with a little mm-hmm. like it's back then everything was new you know yeah everything I can't think of what's new now in the 90s that obviously grunge and some aspects were completely new even yeah that was new a lot of 60s and 70s but no like now now it's like so hard to do something that hasn't been done before and everyone is the same like it's weird it's either everyone's the same and like you can kind of really tell like what they're into like those fashion kids you can tell by what they wear and like their sneakers you can tell like sneaker heads and stuff yeah it's really weird yeah there's no like defined fashion of the subculture like a dominant subculture anymore no there isn't like that's what it used to be like I know that's what I miss. I think that's I, I I wish like we had that, you know, like be part of something, like another subculture and stuff. Yeah, that you could kind of identify like yeah. visually. Yeah, there really isn't because it's because there's the internet and everything is in like a sub of a sub of a subgenre. Like there's no mm. dominant like counterculture. It's like everything's counterculture because it just everything. depends on what you yeah. watch and what you're into and like what you listen to and stuff. So. Yeah, it's it's really fucking weird. Yeah, really fucking it's, weird. It's this. Uh, I mean, these days suck. Uh, <laughs> Especially uh, now. Well, yeah, we're living in like a weird Black Mirror episode that fucking sucks. Like it's just like, come on! It literally I feels know. like one big Black Mirror episode. Oh yeah, it does. So I, I say that often. It's just like, when does this end? You know? I know. Like when. Um, so behind the scenes, what did you what did you cook up? I'm excited. I want to hear about this. Uh, kind of quite a lot, really. But, oh, nice. Okay. Good. Oh. I don't have that much. Okay. So these are the people that auditioned for the role of Penny Lane. Okay? Okay. Let's see. Who does? Brittany Murphy. Ooh, Mina no. Tavari. Maybe. Anne Heck. I don't know her. Oh, Anne Heche. She's the one that used to date Ellen. She was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. She's like okay. that really short blonde hair. Um, Neve Campbell. Oh, yeah, Neve Campbell, no. Jenna Elf- Elfman. No. Bridget Monahan. I don't oh, know. Oh, Bridget Monahan. No. She was no, in Sex in the City. She was married to Big. That's oh, the one Big got married to. That's, oh, that's Bridget Monahan. Okay. She also had a baby with Tom Brady. Oh. <laughs> before Giselle. Before he, right okay. before he married Giselle. Oh. Pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> Pop culture. Maggie, you're going to like these ones. He, okay. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, oh, I love her. I know. I love her. I love, I love her. I can't, it's so I, hard. I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. You yeah. got to see her in the deuce. You would love, you would love the fashion of that show. Like night, yeah, like seventies New York. Yeah. She looks great in it. Rose Mc, McGowan. Okay. No. Chloe Sevigny. Oh, of course. I know. Of course. She'd be fucking good. amazing. Yeah. Laura Flynn. No. Anna Frill, who's English. Um, oh, okay, I don't know her. Alison Hennigan. Oh my god, from Buffy? No, the I, redhead girl. Yeah, I don't know any of these people. I have. To oh say. wow, these are all people that audition. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Natalie Portman. No, well, I just don't like her. I can't. So. Well, I can't see her in this. I, I, yeah, no, I can't see her in that either. Guys. Uh, Marley Shelton, Rebecca Romijin. Rom- oh, Romaine, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. And Lark oh. Borges. Bo- oh, Lark Voorhees, the girl from uh, Saved by the Bell. Lisa Turtle. Okay, yeah, I don't. Yeah, again, I don't know any of these people. How weird! I'm surprised these, Kirsten Dunst wasn't in there. She's pretty young though. So, okay, it's funny because actually I I did read something about her, but I can't. I think she actually. Uh, screen tested for it or something Here's like that. She almost got yeah. I didn't write her down because he was like she was considered, but but it didn't get it or something like oh, that. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I have it. 
She's young. I feel like she's a little bit young. She would have been cool. I she would have been cool if she was like maybe yeah. three years older. Yeah, you're right. Because at that year, she did virgin suicides. And remember how young she looked? Mm, yeah, in she that? looked really young. Like she I was like fourteen. Her. Yeah, because uh, Kate Hudson was thirty, I think, when she shot this. Really? Is she... She's forty-one, so it must have been right. No. No, no. She was third. She was twenty. She was 20. Okay, she was twenty-one. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was she, like, looks, she looks quite young, but not like super young. How old is she um, now? Yeah, she's 41, yeah. Christina Ricci auditioned to play for Penny Lane and came very close to winning the role, apparently. Oh, the only thing about Christina Ricci is that she's a little short. She is. Although true. Billy Crudup is a little short, too. You can tell when he stands next to Jason Lee because Jason yeah, Lee is so like, lanky. Funny, like, so basically, the roles of Russell and Penny Lane were oh, written yeah. for Brad, Pete, and Sarah Polly. <gasps> they were actually, they had them in mind. They, they, it, this is actually really fucking hilarious because um, when basically Brad Pete read the script and he kind of was going to take it, but then he kind of confessed that he just didn't get it enough to do it. So he, he kind of, um, said yeah he wasn't in wouldn't he be old though um, because this is right after fight club he would do that thank god he didn't do it i would not see brad p in this role no not at all i think he's older than billy crudup too i think think billy um crudup was perfect yeah i think i loved him in this film yeah i do too sarah polly so wait sarah polly was supposed to be penny lane yeah, but she, I wouldn't be mad at that. She was in Go. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. She she, they both kind of accepted, but then they both dropped out. So she oh. dropped out because she was working on her own project. Yeah, that, she directs now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She did oh. like that movie, The Low of Enclosures. Um, oh, okay. No, I have but yeah, it's and Kate Hudson actually originally cast it as a, as like William's sister, Anita. Oh, yeah, yeah Zoe Deschanel. She auditioned for that role, but then oh wow, yeah, which is cool. Well, this um, broke her. I mean, this like was her big breakout. Yeah, it was worse. Yeah, really yeah. yeah, it's really. I mean, the fact that she won awards for it as well. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's so funny. I can just imagine Brad Pitt saying as well, like, "I'm sorry, I just don't get it." <laughs> yeah, same. I, I as I was thinking about him in True Romance, who was like, "Oh God, he literally has like four lines, but he's just." smoking weed on a couch and i was yeah. like god the, this vision he was too big then already <laughs> i think he was too big he just but- did fight club how the fuck are you gonna go from like just doing fight club to yeah. like playing yeah, yeah, a like yeah. musician exactly like, it wasn't it wasn't right i can't see brad pitt no. playing any kind of musician role maybe like if yeah i can't done- either he had done like jim morrison like in the doors he had played jim morrison but like but Val Which Kilmer, really like, young. was Jim well, Morrison. I know, Val Kilmer was Jim Morrison. But we have to do that. That uh, That's on the list. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because that came out in, like, 91. And, oh, that's um, Oliver Stone, isn't it? Didn't Oliver Stone do that? I prob- I think so. I yeah, think he did, yeah. But, yeah, actually, once Brad Pitt pulled out, he came down to Christian Bale and Billy <sighs> put up. <laughs> Christian Bale, wow. And this was the same year as American Psycho. Thank the fucking Lord he did American I Psycho. Know. There were all I these things that made it that he is. had to yeah. be Patrick Bateman. I feel like, because when we did the research for that movie, he like didn't take movies because he was like hoping that American Psycho would get made. So like he was mm-hmm. meant to do American Psycho. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, this is not something that Christian Bale will, like a role he will play. Out of well, Velvet thing. Goldmine is very similar to this. Oh, it is. That's true. So like, yeah. I don't, which is another one on the list that we should do. Um, maybe this felt very vanilla for him, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and American Psycho definitely brought him like mm-hmm. to it. Like, look what I can do. You know, like, oh, that's cool. What did Billy Crudup done? Let me see. He's I didn't look him up. What did he do around this time? Oh, I, I don't know. I actually, he's done a lot, but I haven't really seen him in much. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because he was really hot when he was younger, but I don't think he, he did that, that one with Liv Tyler. What is that like? And and Joaquin was it like How to Make an American Quilt or something like that. No, I, I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen um, any of his films. His chisel, good looks. Oh, he's from Long Island. That's funny. Um, let's see. What was he in? 
Oh yeah, he's in Sleepers. We have to do that. I don't remember him in it. Yeah, he's in Sleepers. That was the first oh. thing he was in. And then Brad okay. Pitt's in that too. So we gotta do brothers. that. Yeah, he was one yeah. of the guys. Yeah. yeah. No, he was hot. <laughs> Inventing the Abbots. That's the one with um Liv Tyler and I believe Joaquin Phoenix. We should that should be on the list too. That's ninety seven. I think it's like a like the fifties though. I think it takes place in the fifties. Something like that. Yeah, Joaquin's in that too. Um, yeah, we had to do that one. I love, love that film. Oh, which one? Uh, Inventing the Abbots? I know, I meant Sleepers, sorry. Oh, Sleepers, yeah, I know. Sleepers is on the list too. Yeah, I want to do Sleepers. Um, do yeah, have, cool. Do you have anything behind the scenes? Like- oh, yeah, let's see. I have um, that Penny Lane, the character is based on Penny Lane Trumbull and her group of female promoters. And also various other women like Pamela DeBar, who's the like, famous rock groupie who wrote that book. Yeah. And Phoebe Poole, who is Liv Tyler's mom. Mm-hmm. who was also a rock ruby so she's kind of like based on those type of girls at that time um lester bangs is a real rock writer who died when he was like 33 but like so he's a real person and like everything about it jerry cantrell of allison chains vocalist and guitarist of allison chains was crow's first choice to play the stillwater bass player mm-hmm. but he couldn't do it because he was doing his own solo material so that's pretty cool um and then this is obviously based on some of it's based on Russell, uh, Russell Crowe, Cameron Crowe's uh, first, you know, like this time with the Allman Brothers band. And apparently like that pool roof jump thing was in like San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, one of the guys in the band, the Allman Brothers, I think wrote a book and talked about like, we didn't know that he was there and saw that and like put it in the movie like because we thought he wasn't there it was like the middle of the night or something like that and then the airplane malfunction uh scene it was a reference to like a leonard skinnerd airplane crash in like the 70s where they yeah. actually cra- like almost crashed their plane yeah yeah i've seen that in other documentaries actually but... yeah i didn't know that i didn't know that that's what that's all i have yeah oh cool for, for my behind the scenes notes um so for fashion the costume designer is betsy faith hyman she did motherfucking pulp fiction she did, and she did that How other one. Cool. Big. Oh. Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky, yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Um, and I believe Jerry Maguire. I yeah. think she did yeah, those. She did that. She did those. Yeah. So that's so cool. I was like, wow. Um Pulp Shook Pulp Fiction, which is like one that um is still on the list to do, but like the fashion in that is so iconic. It's oh, so yeah. crazy, it you know. Nice. One of the most iconic films in general. Like Yeah, people, totally. You know, there's like never ending references to that movie and like yeah, really everything. Crazy. Same with The Godfather, which I hadn't seen until like quite recently, as in like within the past five years. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, and I didn't realize there were just so many references to The Godfather and like fucking everything. Oh, my God. Yes. Like is. just, and I just didn't get a lot of them. So it's the really funny. The lines from that film, like so many lines from that all movie, the like all the time. Like, <laughs> and Scarface is another one that I yeah. saw kind of late. People quote Scarface a lot. There's still a few I, I talked about on the last one. There are a lot of films that I haven't seen. Like, like big ones i've never seen um what's chinatown the one with like jack nicholson no like yeah like i have all this huge list i always add these things to my list but like yeah like a lot of like classic classics like 70s movies i haven't seen too many of i haven't seen like dog day afternoon or like serpico with like Mm. al pacino or like there's some other ones like you know that are like really big that i haven't seen i've seen taxi driver i've seen all of those because of my dad and i watched them really young he had yeah, that's really cool. Like, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, my dad's not a movie person, at least not yeah. in English. Oh, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's into like books and like watching things in like Portuguese and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, just so funny. Um, oh yeah, so for fashion, what do you? Well, how did you break it down? What do you think about fashion in this? Because you so love hard. this era. Yeah, I do, I do. Um, I mean, I definitely do love sixties more than what? No, actually, I love both um, equally, but. Yeah, it's really tough because fashion. I I mean I love. I feel like for me, Penny Lane wears the crazy, the, the best outfit. Mm-hmm. You know, she really does have like hair on thing going on, and I feel that um, she just looks like people you've seen in documentaries from like of Woodstock or like mm-hmm. Glastonbury around that time and stuff. And I'm I love all the chiffon blouses that she wears, like little dresses. That iconic coat, obviously. I, know, like, yeah, I wrote the coat. So, okay, this movie came out in 2000. 
And as soon after it came out, uh, you know, Warehouse, do you know what it is? Warehouse, Warehouse? is a like brand in the UK. No, 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 I don't think so. Okay, Warehouse is kind of like Topshop sort of thing. Oh, okay. And they were kind of really big at the time. And they had, my sister and I went shopping and both, we both love this movie so much. And she bought a coat that was pretty similar to that one. To oh, the one no way. That, that Penny Lane wears. And I got a mini like suede skirt in the same color like oh, tan cool. and that top and we dress like that we work flares and platforms and like similar song super clubs. 70s like, yes super 70s i feel like i'm not sure whether it was because of the film or it was just the fashion in like two, early 2000 i don't i don't think so i don't think that was the fashion in general in 2000 was it i think more in the 90s i remember like late yeah. 90s i remember like more like flared like i had brown flared corduroys and like platform shoes yeah no me too but i think i don't know i just remember the warehouse had all these trends that were featured in the film in the film so, yeah yeah but Possibly. yeah I, mean, I love i love love that sheer ruffle blouse that penny lane wears the like half one it's like a midriff it's like short sleeve and it's kind of just like cropped, but it's yeah, it's like cropped, yeah, see through. Um, that's when William tells her that, um, that, um, oh my god, that Russell, like, basically, I was like using her, yeah, and yeah, she cries. And, like, I love that top that she wears, and I, I just love everything that she wears, basically. That I don't really care about the. the what the other girls wear like it's not really my my style i don't like what anna paquin wears like she's just very like i wrote the hers is very mod yeah she doesn't belong it's, it's, yeah it's so it looks like, like she would be into the beatles in like 1965 yeah exactly she has like those head wraps from like the mod like kind of london era those yeah. like short dresses it's like mini dresses and like yeah boots basically. and stuff yeah, yeah. It's really not, like, i don't know it doesn't weird. look like yeah like that vibe yeah, and I love, I have to say, I love Anita's outfit when she sees William at the airport. Her red, oh, the I mean, flight it, attendant? Yeah, her, it's yeah. like the pink mini and jacket, like, combo, like, mini skirt and jacket combo with hat and boots, like, oh. The old stewardess's dress is so cool. So cool. Yeah, because I looked up uh, photos from back then, and that's completely, like, a replica of, of like, a... Like an air host, um yeah, like their uniform. That's so mm-hmm. cool. And her makeup looks incredible. You have to give it to. Uh, yeah, you don't like her, do you? So no, I don't. No, Zoe Deschanel. No, I don't like her since that show that she has. Like, oh yeah, I don't watch that. But I didn't like her in Five Hundred Days of Summer, and I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's another film I would have totally recast. I like her in that film. I like her in this film actually. I feel like this. She's cool in this movie. She's okay. I, <laughs> I honestly, I feel like, yeah, I, I would have recast those two and I would have loved it. I I think and I, it would have made my, it would have gotten a higher grade as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Let's see. That was my, that was my only gripe, but I'm, I'm a tough critic, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my own opinion. I mean, I, I mean, I'm glad that, I mean, like, I love Kate Hudson in uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh yeah. She's like, great. that's yeah. good. I like, I saw that I don't like her. I just think for this one, I. I picture a more like Chloe Sevigny. I picture a bit more like of a like I, I wanted her to I wanted her to be a acting. little less like acty. I feel like mm. she was a little acty and she was a little staccato and I could tell that she was not this girl and she wasn't channeling this girl like I know another. You know who another great one would be because she's played a similar role who I love, Juno Temple. Oh yeah. If she was that age in two thousand, she, she played really, that in final. Oh yeah, I was gonna say if she was that age in two thousand, but like she's in that show Vinyl that was only on for like one season on HBO. Um, it's actually like really good, and Scorsese did it with Bobby Cannavale, and it's about like the seventies New York like uh, record agency time, and she's yeah. an assistant in the in the office, and like uh, she ends up being like a scout. Mm-hmm. And she wears like all this cool 70s shit and she's very like she's super wild she kind of has that like like that spirit and i just yeah. feel like cousin didn't have that for me. I, I know what you mean and that's that's right she doesn't it, at times he felt like a little acty like that's not yeah just a didn't really embody the role like you know like that i yeah. think yeah obviously close to you or like other actresses like I mean, yeah, just like, a little like rougher. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just like yeah. more hardcore. Like she, yeah, 
know. Yeah, that, yeah, but I think she was good. I don't think she was, like, god-awful. I mean, I get it. Like, I get her, like, ethereal kind of angelic vibe that she kind of floats mm. in and out. Like, I get that. And that's what she does really well that I think maybe some other actresses who are a little bit more, like, edgy or harder might not do as well. Like, mm. they might not be able to be so, like, floaty. Although, Chloe Seven, you can do both. Because then, like, Big Love, she's very, like, kind of floaty and, like, prairie. And you don't think she ever would be, but she is. So she definitely can, you know, change a lot. I just love Chloe Sevigny so much. No, I know. She's like my Angelina Jolie. I would, like, give it all up for Chloe Sevigny. Yeah, no, she's definitely, like, the coolest by far. Yeah, she's like, no one like her. And, but yeah, anyway, fashion, that's it. I I do think that they did a good job with the the guys as well. Even though, like... yeah. none of them really stand out for me they're just kind of like oh some of them stand out for me oh really like yeah okay my my big note for the fashion was that i i love that it's very realistic and it wasn't too costumey yeah i love that everything was very like chill it wasn't like over the top like you know crazy outfit so Mm -hmm. i like that it was very real um for william i love that he wears that brown corduroy jacket (laughs) i just love it i just think it's so cute um and then um obviously penny's coat uh, oh, I love that satin tour jacket that Russell wears. It's like salmon and white. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. uh, he looks really hot in that. I like yeah, that. that. Cool. I also really like the out the the leather jacket that he has that has that contrast stitching on it. He wears it for like the last half of the film. It's brown. He wears it when he shows up to William's uh, house yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, and then he has like that white shirt, like the Henley that has like the three buttons. I think he looks super hot in that. Yeah. I like his yeah. jeans and everything. Like I just love the way he dresses in it. I think he just looks so hot. He does look um like all the time. Amazing. Yeah, his hair yeah, is cool. Amazing. He is like super chiseled face. That's like what he's known for, I think, is that jaw that mm-hmm. he's got because it's just like super, you know, out there. Um, my favorite of the band-aids is Sapphire, Feruza Balk. I love her like gypsy era. I love her. I love her like hair. She reminds me of Rayanne from my so-called life. I, I love it. Like yeah. I, I love her outfits. And uh, I want to talk about my so-called life so bad because I fucking love that the costuming in that film or in that TV series so much. I just think it's so great. But yeah, I love her outfit. And then I just wrote, like, yeah, Anna Paquin, super 60s. But yeah, I liked... And Jason Lee, I liked his outfits, too. I like how yeah, he had those, like... Cool. He yeah, looked, those bell bottoms. He had that, like, a really nice uh, red and black striped sweater or top or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Jimmy like, Fallon with his, like, oh weird God, 70s, so like, like polyester. <laughs> yeah. Polyester. Yeah, I feel... You know, they did a really good job, like, I see. I can't... I imagine, like, I don't know, like, Jimmy Page and, like, um, Robert Plant, Plant, like, wearing similar stuff when they were in, like, playing, per se, because on on stage they had, like, crazy outfits, you know? Yeah. He's so low and, like, (laughs) really (laughs) there. So crazy. They were so cool. I can't. I love Led Zeppelin so much. No, they were super cool. All those bands dressed super cool. Like, so they all, they all look so cool. And, and so, Robert, Robert Plant's hair. His fucking hair was. He has like the crazy hair. long hair with the bangs, right? It's like blonde, but it's like really long. He had like curly hair. Yeah, but it's like frizzy. Yeah. yeah. Like big. Yeah, yeah. With mm-hmm. like the bangs and stuff. Yeah. Speaking of music, what did you think about the music in this film? Well, no, I mean, the music is everything. What were like, your standouts? It's tough. Um, okay, all of it really, but I love like there are four songs by Led Zeppelin, and I love Johnny Mitchell songs. I know, well. oh, yeah, that was super cool. Did you know what song is my favorite out of all? I was like, okay, I had to pick one song. Um, it'll be Cortez the Killer by Neil Young. I know oh, cool. it's like a really chill song, but like kind of sad but i just love neil young yeah i was gonna say neil young's pretty awesome but but i love like his sort of sad songs more than the rocky ones you know i the harvest record i have like a a history with yeah that record is amazing yeah so good um i I think was into neil young too yeah i bet i bet he was yeah no i i think it's um yeah, the soundtrack, I, I've been playing it, like, nonstop. Yeah, I wrote another one to add to my list to play on Spotify. Have you like, been listening to it? Well, no, I I'm, I mean, I listened to it a little bit, but not as much because I just finished the film before we recorded. So 
I will. But I know all these songs already. Like Nancy Wilson did the score, which is awesome from Heart, and I had yeah. no idea she was married to Cameron Crow. I did know that. I we did. I am oh singles, singles maybe. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean they, they did an incredible job with the soundtrack. But obviously, so cool. surprise. Um, I read that basically Cameron Crowe took a copy of the film to London for a special screening with Led Zeppelin oh, and no so way. after seeing the screening they let him use the, the they kind of granted the rights for some of the songs for the soundtrack oh wow the only one that they didn't want like they didn't let him use was um I think it was like a stairwells to heaven I don't see oh yeah stairway to heaven yeah that's yeah massive. I know it's amazing but it's also yeah. yeah, also I was surprised that the budget was 60 million and it only made 47 <gasps> I for four. I don't get that. Yeah, I was surprised about that. Yeah, you know why um so do you know what the music budget was? Oh, what was it? Okay, so apparently most films uh, have a budget of less than one for like one point five million, but this film featured like over fifty songs, so yeah. the music budget was like three point five million. Damn, music, yeah. Damn, so sixty million, though. sixty million, so much. It's so much, but I mean, who cares? You know, it didn't do that great on in the box office but i'm sure like when it came out in dvd and all of that like oh yeah it's like massive now mm-hmm. it's like a total uh it's like a total like clap like cult classic or i guess as totally no, yeah I so. yeah i mean i definitely have met people that say that it's overrated but oh how do like, you i don't know if i've ever heard well anything. matthew's one of them <laughs> oh really oh wow that's interesting it's, like, I, uh, I, it's I overrated know. i'm like what does he think about most of the films we, we review? Has he seen most of them? Um, he's or do you ever tell him? Seen, yeah, yeah, I tell him every week. He knows what. He always oh, okay, he knows week. which one. He asks, what are you doing this week? And he's like, always offers an opinion on solitude. Oh, wow. Okay, what what are some like notable hot takes, I wonder? We should have like an episode where he comes He loves, he loves uh, the last one we did, which actually we, we had to redo, but... <laughs> Oh, he does. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we won't tell what it is, but no, yeah, what we do. Oh, so he likes that one. Okay. And he loves a lot of the movies, right? He's definitely seen them all because he's American, and a lot of them I obviously didn't even know about. You know. Yeah, I thought you would have been like you would have known most of them. Like I, yeah, I thought they weren't like too random, but no, except for the Iraqi some, ones or something. Like you know what what movie he likes um, a lot that I, well not a lot but he was like yeah it's a cool film. Uh, the record, so the record film. What is it called? Something. Record. Oh, Empire Records. Empire Records. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's like, you never seen that? I'm like, nope. I was like, I haven't seen a lot of these films. Yeah, that's so crazy. And like Jawbreaker, has he even seen that? I don't. It's kind of I like think a so. No, he's seen it. He's seen oh, it. Yeah. He, I think the only what's he, the only ones he hasn't seen are the Iraqis ones. The oh, Iraqis so he's seen like the Crush and like Fear. So he thinks this is overrated. Wow. He's like, it's a bit overrated. I'm like, it's not. It's really good. Yeah. Like, maybe he doesn't know a lot of the back, like he doesn't have the background, you know. Like, yeah, maybe is he not into the music? Because he definitely have to be into the music, I think, to like no, appreciate it. I'm the one that's like I'm the yeah, I'm I'm into this film. Like Sorry. Yeah, the film and like the vibe lot. around and, it. Yeah. yeah, it's not really his thing. Like if you. Oh yeah, him, so I can see that. I guess. That's they're just like whatever. He doesn't care about sixties or seventies or. <laughs> he loves eighties though. He loves. Oh 80s. cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry. I forgot talking about my husband. <laughs> no, I just think it's really funny, and I'm just curious on like his like what he thinks about the film. So that's funny. Um, I know he's probably like, oh god, why are you doing that? Or like, this one's terrible. And like, he likes she's all that. So yeah, sometimes he said, <laughs> yeah, I was like, like so funny. Oh, I have on the soundtrack. I loved uh, Black Sabbath's "Paranoid." Like, I thought they. Yeah. I feel like they use that in like so many films. Like, it's also in "Days of Confused," but yeah. also has like a similar soundtrack to this this movie. I love the Elton John "Tiny Dancer." Like, I was about to say it. I was like, I have to say, even though. 
he's not in my top, I mean, I love, I love his music, but he's not one of my favorite musicians, but I love that song so much. Yeah. And I love the, that scene. scene. Yeah. Yeah, I I love love that that scene scene. too. Um, the who obviously Lou Reed waiting for my man is one of my favorite Lou Reed songs. That's on the soundtrack. I think it's the live one. Um, yeah. And like Peter Frampton also co-wrote some of the Stillwater songs, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, the music is dope. So cool. Uh, so for my favorite scenes and like some of my standouts, I have like, I like in the beginning when the sister says like, one day you'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I think that's, I think that's kind of funny. I love Frances McDormand as the like overbearing mom calling She's every five great. minutes. She's, She's so really great. Good. I, I have to say she really, she, she, she played like a big part in the film, you know? Yeah, she yeah, she did. A strong actress to do that. Otherwise, it would have felt kind of weak, I think, or lacked. I don't know. Oh, definitely. That, like, yeah, someone could like, like her. I love how she comes in and out. It's just like she's always calling, like, everywhere. <laughs> like, everywhere he goes, she's just like, your mom called. And then, like, the one guy has the note and says, don't like, do drugs. I know. It's like, your mom kind of freaked me out. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> she does that. Yeah, it's so funny. I thought that was really funny. Um, I love when my one of my first favorite scenes is when he's a, a boy and he goes under the bed and he finds the records. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I love when people show, like, real records and films and like he's like listening to it and then it says like um and then it says like listen to uh it's like the who's album tommy and it's like listen to this with a candle burning and you'll see your future your whole life yeah Yeah, which is so cool so side note to that so apparently those records are cameron crowe's or like actual yeah actual records yeah wow yeah the Beach Boys Pet Sounds, which I think is like the first one. I had a really yeah. interesting experience with that record. Uh, I never actually heard it until I w- uh, like tripped on mushrooms in Iceland in like oh my 2010. So I was with my friend who, who lives there. And I was staying with him. And he was like, we're like tripping in his room. And then he's like, okay. He's like, I made a whole mix of like like what the entire entire trip, like the length it's going to be. And like I have records like queued up for each like stage we're gonna be in and oh i was like God. i was like all right like fucking rad so i haven't written down the order but i know that the order was i know that the records were that i might be missing a few but it was it was the beach boys pet sounds it was michael mm-hmm. jackson thriller uh the smith's hat full of hollow the blue album by weezer and harvest by neil young those are great but they were in like various oh, order. Right. he had them in a certain order that i wrote down in my journal that i kept when i was traveling and uh and yeah so i have like this such an experience to pet sounds i like remember how i was tripping at the time um in his room and like all it's just so cool so i love pet sounds now i'm like a a kind of a cool beastie on uh, beastie boys fucking beach boys fan <laughs> beastie boys i do like the beastie boys too but but yeah, um, very good yeah. yeah that's a great a great record and yeah they were so i mean well not they but um brian wilson was definitely super high on all sorts various of drugs. Drugs. like well, yeah. this album but isn't this the album that really inspired the beatles to make um when did this album come out i'm pretty sure it was this one it was pet sounds that really inspired the beatles to make the uh, one of their best albums which um, one sergeant pepper i think oh okay let's see pet sounds came out in 1966 may of okay. 1966 when did Let's see. Sergeant Peppers came out that late? Let me see. I thought they came out before that. Oh, 67. So about a year later. You know, it makes sense. I remember that because they, I I, I read about it and you can totally see it too. I mean, they really. uh, I do like Sergeant Peppers. I'm not a a massive Beatles fan, but I do like uh, Sergeant Peppers as a record though. I do do enjoy it. No, they did really look up to uh, Brian Wilson. They they said genius and he was, you know. And there's that weird Manson connection too. Is it like yeah, with like oh, the Terry okay. or no? I think it was like one of the Beach Boys's like pro- producers oh, or whatever. The, yeah, yeah right. not like one of them, but or yeah. like was that his house or something? But the I Dennis Wilson. Like they the all suck. The only, to be honest, he was Brian Wilson was the brains like behind the whole thing. Yeah, of course. Like, and uh, actually, the the other band 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 members are like terrible people. Really? Yeah, yeah. We can't really get into this, but oh know. shit, I'll have to research then. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was cool when I saw that there, and I I love and I said Lester Bangs is my inspiration. It reminds me of Jack Black and High Fidelity. Oh wow! Wait, <laughs> sorry. 
I think they're Trump supporters. Who? <laughs> um, Beach Boys. Not, oh, not our, Ryan oh, Wilson. The, oh, I was like Lester Bangs. What? Sorry, no. I just I was thinking, and I was too slow and deliver that. Oh, mm-hmm. oh good. Yeah. Anyway, look look them up because. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna research. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know too much about them. Um. Yeah, and I like how also Lester Bangs says like industry of cool. Yeah, it's it so cool. That's a cool line. Uh, I what is like your it. first favorite? What's your first like favorite scene? Um. I you probably have a lot. I have so many. I feel like pretty much, I don't know, like so many. I love it when they tell William his real age in the car. Oh, and yeah. It's really funny how she's like, Anita's like, Mom, tell him. It's like, not right now. And it's like, what? Yeah, you just skipped me one grade. It's like, you're two years. And she's like, what? I'm 11? <laughs> He's like, that explains so much. It's I know. Really cute. He's so cute. Like a baby. I love that intro scene where all these boys are like um, trimming their mustaches. Yeah, in the bathroom. It's like, looks like a child, you know? Yeah, it's so um, I really love the scene where Penny Lane is dancing in the empty venue and they're yeah, all over the floor. I think that's just so dreamy. I just think of like, fashion shoot you know yeah definitely it reminds me of like virgin suicides when they're dancing yeah, in the yeah very coppola it very much reminds me of like a sofia coppola shot yeah it's the way that it's filmed i've actually read that that's uh cameron crow's favorite scene oh really oh wow yeah, yeah. oh that's cool i like I that outfit movie. she has on too yeah but visually it's just so beautiful you know mm-hmm. um, it looks really cool I really okay. These, I as I said, I have too many, but two more that are like in my top. Uh, when they're on the plane, thinking they're all gonna die. Yeah, that's like, one of mine. <laughs> confession time, you know. Everyone is like, I slept with Leslie. I'm like, <laughs> what? And then it's like, your Penny Lane was your biggest fan, and you use her. I love her. I love her. And then the other guy's like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know I really like that too that was like that was one of my favorites I also (laughs) I also like when um when the mom is dropping him off to like the first concert the one with like Black Sabbath and she's like look a whole bunch of Cinderella's with no glass slipper (laughs) and like and then you you meet all of like the groupie like I like how they're called band-aids and then there's like the family whistle (laughs) the family whistle and then he's standing outside and he hears it and he like it's so funny. That's so funny. That was so like, cute. Don't do drugs, and everyone is like, Haha, "Yeah, don't do drugs." Yeah, that was super funny. I also love when like Jason Lee, um, and they're all having Jason Lee's like talking about like they get the band shirts and like Billy Crudup or like Russell's in the front, and they have that big fight about like. The guys let them in. Just like, oh, oh sorry. it's like the record company's mistake, and they get into like this whole discussion about like the band T-shirts. Like, what do you think a band T-shirt is supposed to say? Oh, like, yeah. what's it supposed to mean? Like, I really like that. That was one of my favorite ones. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, honestly, there's so many. There's so many. Yeah, things. there's yeah, there's so many. I, I mean, like, those are probably um, my standouts. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many already. Like the one where Russell, well, Billy goes to the party. Yeah, the house party. party. Yeah. And then, do you know that's based on a true event? Like, but I can't remember what band member did that. They jumped from the third floor of a hotel to that pool. That's the Almond Brothers. That's the one that they didn't know he okay. saw. Oh, yeah, right. they didn't it know he saw it. Yeah, yeah, and it was in the book. But it's like, it looks so real that he's actually on the roof and jumps to this pool. Yeah. It's dangerous. Especially I know, it's super dangerous. And yeah. then the entire, like, crowd jumps in the pool that's really cool i, I thought he it. was gonna die as i was watching i was like oh my god is he gonna die here he and like, like did no one tell me this is like, a really sad what, movie what's your last statement and yeah i'm on <laughs> drugs and they're like no no that can't be your last one it's like i'm on drugs <laughs> yeah i thought that was so funny and i also love that like lester bangs is his mentor and yeah. I love that he just like calls him up throughout and he's like, oh my God, Rolling Stone wants it. And they want all these pages by today. And he's like, what am I going to tell him? And he's like, tell them that it's a think piece on, and he like writes it down. And I love how like Rolling Stone doesn't know how old he is. Yeah, and then like when he finally shows up and they're like, what? You? And he's like, yeah. It's like so funny. I just it think is, it's so funny. It's, it's all really good. Like I think it's, I'm, um... I just I, I love that they add it at the end like 
that Billy goes to see William thinking it was Penny Lane. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love that part that he didn't end up like in such a cliche way of like basically like Billy and like uh, Penny Lane meeting up and like being happy together. You know, I love that. Yeah, and how she goes to that. Morocco. Yeah, I love that she goes to Morocco and then that Billy... outfit's cool. The black and white that she has on yeah. in the airport. It's like it's very fifties. Yeah, I was gonna say that it didn't very, look like kind her. of more like sophisticated, but it's mm-hmm. cool. I feel like now that she's not a groupie or whatever, she um wants to like, you know, have a different life. Because remember what she said, it's like, wouldn't you love to just be a different person? Like yeah. have different lives. And that's what she does, I guess. Um I just I really like it I love love it when she gets to William's house and then he's like ah hi is she here and he's like she and then Anita is like oh hi (laughs) I love love how it's all happening is like the main theme throughout the whole film and it's really funny because I didn't know this quote was from this film because this girl on this on this reality show that I watched she has it as a tattoo on her arm and like the very beginning of the show she's like she's like I she's like my name is like whatever her I forgot her name my name is whatever and then she's like you know I live by this quote and she like shows her arm and she goes it's all happening and I didn't I didn't know where that was from but now I was like oh my god she got it from almost famous you just gave me an idea I'm definitely gonna get tattooed I swear yeah it's really um, cool and I was like oh that's cool I wonder why like she has that but that I was like it's cool with the way she was like it's all happening because remember we had this conversation and I told you that's what like my favorite quote ever like of, of any yeah and I see I didn't I didn't know the reference yeah it, it is true it's just so right like it's all happening I love the way they say it and my I'm favorite so, is like, on the plane right. where they're screaming it it's all happening <laughs> like, that's my favorite time when they say it I thought that was so funny like, yeah it's all happening. so cool oh my god I'm so that- Plane, that plane freaked me out. I was like, "Fuck private planes!" I wrote a note: "Fuck private planes." Yeah, because so many people, so many, have but so many musicians have died that way. Yeah, or just in general, they crash. They don't have like backup engines and all that shit. Like well, it's a small there. plane. Like yeah. you know, I mean, I know it. I know the time. I know it's like sometimes you just need a plane at a certain time, like, and you couldn't mm-hmm. avoid it. That's the thing is, if you're famous, like I, if I was famous, would be like, I'm not taking a private plane, but I can't really do that because what if I have to be somewhere and I can't like book a flight, you know, if there are no flights, like, mm. you know, like you kind of have to be places at this time. So it's kind of yeah. crazy, but oh, yeah, I, no, it's, um, I mean, it's cool that they had a bus, but then obviously like that it, bus was like, rad. That bus was so, so rad. Fun. Oh, I loved it. And Doris, I love it. it was called Doris. No, like we can't get rid of Doris. <laughs> our whole life, our whole life has been in that bus. I know. Oh, it's so cool. I just and Annie Leibovitz was gonna shoot the cover. They should make a film like that oh. about her because she had a similar thing where she, I think, went um on tour with a band for Rolling Stone in like the seventies when she was really young, when she was like seventeen or eighteen or like right out of high school or something. It was very much like Cameron Crowe, like oh. but she was a photographer. So like, um, I forgot what band she followed. I mean, I could... Yeah, I'm intrigued to know. Actually. Yeah, she followed. That would be a dream. I mean, oh my, yeah. I mean, she literally. I remember when we found out about. Well, about you've done her... that. You've gone on tour with bands and like been the photographer. Yeah, I was gonna say I've done a I've done a very mini version of of this and and even just being a uh, on the mini version side of it and not being like on like a massive tour it was super fun and it's yeah. really interesting how you can see like personalities of people and like. And, like, there would be times where, like, there would be, like, awkward silence because some, like, two people had some kind of row or, like, fight about something. And mm-hmm. then, like, in an hour, something would come on, like, the van, like a, like, song, and everyone would be singing just, like, Tiny Dancer. Like, that is real. And I was like, oh, this is cool because I've seen this, you know? I've seen, like, people get in fights because they're, like, around them all the time. Like, you know, it's, it's, like more than a marriage really like that's why bands are so like volatile oh like, yeah stories, you I know, mean, they're together it's, all the time like, and like family isn't it you're yeah even more your yeah yeah even more you're creating something you know you're all like creating this music together so you could be fighting about music you could be fighting about like day-to-day shit like there's just a bunch of you're missing people if you're like in relationships if you're missing your family like all this stuff you know so it's a lot mm-hmm. It's like totally a lot, but it's really cool. I really like it. I did like you movies find, like this. Did you find who, uh, what band she traveled with? She went on tour with. 
Did I find what band? I think you were looking it up. Oh, oh, okay. No, I was telling you about this, but yeah, let me. Uh, she also uh, went to school around here too. Did she? Yeah, she went to school in Silver Spring. Wait, is she from here? She was born in Connecticut. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't think she's from here, but let me see. Um, but she went to high school here, so maybe her parents moved here or something. Rolling mm-hmm. Stone, she, 1973, she was, let's see. Oh, Rolling Stone's tour of um, the Americas, 1975. She photographed the Rolling Stones in San Francisco in 71 and 72. Wow. Then she was their consort tour photographer for the Rolling Stones tour in 75. Her favorite photo of the tour was a photo of Mick Jagger in an elevator. And then in 1980, she shot that iconic, like, Yoko Ono. Yeah, John yeah. Lennon for Rolling mm. Stone, but then she was like a major Rolling, yeah, major Rolling Stone. That's so weird because I feel like her style is so different, like changed a lot after that. Yeah, and she was the last person to photograph Lennon. He was shot and killed five hours after oh, her oh last shoot. God. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. Yeah, yeah I mean, what nuts. an amazing job and also to be I, like a music photographer. I know. Or, or actually, At that do time. Different. I just want to be in a band, be actually be able to know, play an instrument too. and just be in a band. That's no, me too. I mean, it's not too late, but well, no, I... it's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not too late to like start playing an instrument, but like oh. just even seeing, even seeing our friend who's in a band, it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like coordinating schedules, writing, like no, but that's know. what I mean. Like being a band in the seventies, where that is literally everyone's life. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. You know, you don't have like a oh, side cool. job. You just make yeah. music, and that's yeah. Um, do you just do you have around. like favorite lines? Um, no, I don't have any favorite lines. I I do like that at the end that on the tour bus it says the name of the tour is No More Airplanes Tour seventy four. Yeah, yeah. I, I like cool. that. What are your favorite lines? Just just yeah, it's all just, happening. That's the only. I one. mean, there are so many, but yeah. Again, I'm just gonna obviously it's all happening. But I really like it when I mean it's a line, but not really when uh, the mom says, "Rockstars have kidnapped my son." <laughs> oh yeah, that's pretty funny. It's just so funny. She's like. Yeah, I love that. She's so crazy. Um, I, you know, I, I really love the film. There are two things that I'm like, one film that I really hate about. Ooh, it. what? Ooh, okay. I hate the name Stillwater. Like, I hate it. Like, oh, why do not they come up with a better name? Like, I know it was actually, it was a real band in the 70s. And they had to get the rights. Yeah, they had to get the rights. Yeah, but but like it's such a bad name for a rock band. I don't get it. Yeah, it is kind of crap. Like, it reminds crap. me of Cros- It reminds me of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Like, but it's not. That's those are, even like, that's names. Still better. This is like yeah, still those lame. are like the people's names. Like, yeah, Stillwater. Like, Creedence Clearwater sounds- Revival. There's a band called Creedence Clearwater Revival. Kind of also a terrible kind of. name. <laughs> yeah. Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> I feel like it could have been more creative and like that's true. It still what it sounds really lame, like copycat sort of thing. I don't know. It's not. What's What's the other thing you want to change? Um. Well, I mean, it's not huge, but like I think when I don't know, there, there is a part where like Russell um doesn't his acting is not amazing, like not Russell but Billy Crudup, like oh. when. When he gets electrocuted by the microphone, mm-hmm. it looks very fake. It doesn't look like... Yeah, I didn't really know what happened at first. I was like... What? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, I mean, it's not a big deal, but it's... Yeah, I feel like his acting at times was like... But I love him, obviously. I love him in it. I just... Oh, ah, like... cool. What's your final grade? What's your What's the final grade that you would give this film? Ugh. Uh... Uh, I guess it's going to be... I mean, it's really hard because if the music is amazing and I love the actors and the story. I think it's going to be like B+. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, B+, just because it, it, it makes me feel happy to watch this movie. Yeah, I just love it. Oh, nice. I gave it a B. I gave it a solid B. Cool. The That's only thing cool. I would change is just casting. That's the only thing I would change. Uh, yeah, of course you would. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. But I mean, I I mean, I like it for what it is. I think it's fun. I'm planning on watching it again. I'm also planning on adding this uh, soundtrack to my yeah. list. So mm-hmm. it's cool to have another group of of things to listen to. 
Yay! Yeah, no. well, this was so fun. Uh, I think we know what we're gonna do next, but I guess I won't say it just in case. But uh, yeah, I think you know. I think I already told you about it. No, I actually don't know. Oh, you don't? Sweet. Okay, then I'll tell. I forgot. Die offline then. <laughs> That'll be cool. Okay. But I'm glad we watched Almost Famous. It's on Prime and it's on Crackle right now for free. Too, if yeah, but watch I have it, but... to say, Crackle, like you have to watch the ads. ads, and they're, I mean, it's painful. Actually. It is, I know it really sucks. And then there are quite a few of them, so yeah, it kind of sucks. I figured out that it was on Prime, and I was like, oh shit, and I switched it to Prime. So yeah, watch it full on, but I'm sure most people have probably seen this. <laughs> like, I doubt there are many people like me who are just seeing it now for the first time. Or I can think knows? of some people who haven't watched it. But oh wow, not- I was gonna say, oh then maybe maybe it is good. This is my first time. They're not, they're not cool, so I don't think I'll be watching it anytime <laughs> soon. So, oh. <laughs> man, well, this has been super fun. Follow us on Instagram at Fashion Grunge Pod. Like and subscribe. Do all that fun jazz. Follow us on Spotify. And thanks for the new logo, Jai. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yay. I'm excited. I think it's very fashion grunge. Though. It's super fashion grunge. I love that it like reminds me of the the, the crush. Like, it the does. Photo. Yeah, it's really cool. And it matches like the color scheme, too. I love it. Cool. cool. Awesome. Well, we will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.